I'm Pastor Steve, and I want to welcome you to uh, our church at home. Uh, I'm glad you tuned in. Community Life Church, we're located at 1104 Pittsburgh Pike Road here in the Pearl of the World, Butler, Pennsylvania. And we pray that you have been building yourself up in the knowledge of Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. We, we know that his words, his words are spirit and life. So that's how you're going to build yourself up, allowing those words to penetrate into your heart so that you could grow spiritually, gain strength for the days ahead. And I'm telling you what, we're a praying church. We pray here uh, Monday, Wednesday at 7 p.m. and then Tuesday at 1030. We want to ask you, we, I want to invite you. I invite you on down and listen, you might be all new to, to praying. And I have to tell you that <laughs> we all were on first base when we started. And the way we learned how to pray was to be in a prayer meeting and listen to other people pray. And I'm inviting you, just come sit in, the God, in God's presence here. And I honestly, you know, you will be refreshed. You will experience the presence of God. And you will hear people pray. And then that way you can incorporate some of the things you hear, some of the things you've learned into your own prayer time. Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. So we do invite you, check out our website for those times. And uh, the truth is, we also have things for your children because your children are going to go through some things that you and I have never gone through. This COVID-19, we've never gone through anything like this. And uh, as I'm going to share today, there's going to be things that are, uh, in a sense, ramping up that the Bible teaches. And your children and yourself, you need strength of spirit to go through these things. You have to have uh, a listening ear to the spirit of God. And I don't mean these outward ears. I mean your inward ears. The disciples asked Jesus one time, he says, what about the end of the age and your return? And this is how Jesus answered, and that's in Matthew 24. I think it would be wise to read Matthew 24, 25, just to give yourself a, an overview of what is to come. That's not the only place in the Bible that you'll find it. You'll find it in Daniel, you'll find it in Isaiah, you'll find it in the book of Revelation. You'll find some things in 1 Thessalonians. It's the Bible, and it's important for us to study it so that we have knowledge of what's to come, that we are strengthened in our spirit to stand in the things coming. But this is how Jesus answered his disciples. He said, see to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ, and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not frightened, for these things must take place. <laughs> but that is not the end. He goes on, he says, For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilences. We're having one earthquakes in diverse places it says but all these things are merely birth pains 
Things are not going to go back to normal. There's going to be a new normal. And I just read that the uh, governor of California says he's going to keep everything locked down until there's a cure. Until there's a cure. It's, it's a virus. It's a, we, can't, we can't cure the common cold. He's, that's a wild statement. We really don't even know the true effect that it's going to have on our economy. Uh, grocery stores are having a disruption in the, the, the food chain, the delivery system. Plants are being closed down and there's prices are going up. It's, it's affecting everything. And we still don't know what the effect will be on the economy. My two sisters live in Idaho, Idaho. They just had two earthquakes and there is a massive locust swarm in East Africa. The headlines say, largest ever locust swarm that are highly mobile could cause catastrophe on biblical scale. We've said this before that we are in the end times, but we're saying that because that's what the Bible says. We are in the end times. And the Bible does have a lot to say about the end times. And these things are called birth pains. Jesus himself called them birth pains. <laughs> it's like a contraction for a woman who's having a baby. And what happens is these contractions start coming closer and closer and they're stronger and stronger and stronger until the delivery is complete. But do you know what Jesus said up here earlier that he said, see that you're not frightened. It says for those things must take place. And that is not yet the end. So how can we stand fearless in times like this? Here's why, because Jesus said this. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. No. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you'll find rest, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh or hard, sharp or pressing, but comfortable, gracious and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. <laughs> yes, all these things are available. See, Jesus is inviting you. Jesus is inviting me. He's even inviting you who have walked away. And he's inviting you who have really, truly refused him in the past. That scripture that Jesus offers to us is a vital necessity in days like today. You know, I, when I was writing this message, I, the Spirit of God 
came on me and I sensed that there was somebody ready to surrender their life to Christ. And I'm just going to ask you, I'm, I'm going to ask everybody, just bow your head. Yeah, bow your head. It, it, it's, it really is time to give your life to Jesus, into his love, into his forgiveness, to step into his protection. To be able to be fearless in this time is only because of him who dwells within you. If that's you, I'm telling you what, I, I, it, it is someone. I know it. And I'm asking you to bow your head. And I want you to repeat this prayer from your heart. From your heart. And I mean from your heart, your whole being. Now listen to this. It's on the screen here. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner and I ask you for forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sins and that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my savior and follow him as my Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in Jesus' name. The risen Christ, the living Jesus, by his spirit has caused you to be born again. It's the greatest miracle that could ever happen to a human being. <laughs> the greatest miracle that could ever happen. If that's you and you're in a local area here, I would, I'm really inviting you to come to prayer. Come to our church and we will help you on this, your adventure of faith. When we gather together, when we have brothers and sisters of a like faith, there is a strength and there is a power. There's a corporate anointing that puts something in you that is missing by this. <laughs> because your brothers and sisters are here. And the presence of God is so sweet. But we'll encourage you in your new life in Christ. You know, he is coming back. The Bible declares it. He's coming back to those who are wholehearted toward him. That's a key. Jesus is coming to get his church and take us to heaven. Now understand, it's his heaven. He makes all the rules. <laughs> and sometimes the rule book is the Bible here. But there's going to be more than just that. It's going to be awesome. It says the center of the city, there's river of life, a river of life. It says the streets are pure gold, pure transparent gold, not asphalt. <laughs> the tree of life is there, the tree of life. There's beauty and color beyond description. There's many people, there's a book that I read, Imagine Heaven, about near-death experiences and people come back who had went to heaven and Jesus says, it's not your time, you go back. And they describe these, what they saw. I tell you what, you don't want to miss heaven. You don't want to miss heaven. It says God will wipe away all our tears. There's no dying, there's no crying, there's no pain, no sickness, no weakness. Hallelujah. Nothing unclean will be there. Nothing to harm, nothing to hurt. 
and the atmosphere. The atmosphere is God's love. And right now, we're in a place where we have an opportunity, really, I would say an opportunity to prepare ourselves, our families, not to be strangers of the culture in heaven, but to be citizens of heaven. <laughs> so what is the culture of heaven? And that's the title of today's message. What is the culture of heaven? We need to prepare ourselves for the atmosphere. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that I spent time reading the Bible. And I hope you have start to read it and uh, even increase your Bible reading. Because you'll find what the culture of heaven is. And I'm today going to show you some scriptures and it's, it's miraculous. The culture of heaven is God's love. <laughs> God's love. You know, but we've skewed the understanding of love. You know, some people think sex is love. It's not. But, you know, we, we love pizza. We love ice cream. We love shopping. We love hunting. We love fishing. We love exercise. We love God. We love our kids. Uh, but is all this love the same kind of love? Is it the same kind of, of love? Does God love us like, like we love pizza? <laughs> we say, oh, God loves you. Uh, yes, brother. Yes, sister. God loves you. God loves me. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. What is God's love toward you? What is God's love toward me? Is it like we love pizza? Is it like I love bow hunting? <laughs> or is it deeper than that? I've got a question here. Stick with me here because I'm going to check on a couple of things. Did your parents discipline you when you were growing up? Did they correct you, instruct you? If you're a parent, are, do you instruct you? Well, you're homeschooling. Do you instruct your child? Do you correct them and discipline them? Yeah, you do. And you know what? That is love, too. So the Bible gives us some insight on the description of God's love. So I want you to turn in your Bible or on your iPhone or your smartphone. <laughs> I heard this joke. I have this smartphone, but it didn't make me any smarter at all. Just carry it around in my pocket and just... <laughs> That'll give you time to find 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we're going to look at verses 4 through 8. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible because it really does give a, more of a picture of the love of God. We're talking about what is the culture of heaven. It says, love endures long, is patient and kind, love never is envious or boils over with jealousy. It is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It's not rude or unmannerly. It does not act unbecomingly. God, love, look at what it says here, love God's love 
in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking, it's not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of an evil done to it, and it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not in rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of a person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. This is the culture of heaven. It's the way of life. It's, it's, it's the lifestyle of heaven. It's the custom. It's the tradition of heaven. Now, is this kind of love beyond our reach? Do we have to die to go to heaven to be able to achieve this kind of love, receive this kind of love? Because I'm telling you right, and it's, the truth is it's rarely seen or practiced. How can we, how can we love like this? The truth is it's impossible in our own strength. It's impossible in our own strength. And I personally have to ask God to forgive me because I've failed to display this character of love many times. Just like you too. <laughs> so it's, it's ask God to forgive us and he'll wash it clean and give you a fresh start. And as you reread that scripture, God will do a work in you because I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's great. <laughs> You and I are representatives of Jesus Christ, and this is the love walk that we're supposed to love. This is the love walk that is necessary for us to live out. And you and I cannot do it in our own strength. We need the love of God that is within us, just like that scripture said. So how do we keep such a high standard? How do we keep such a high standard? Now stick with me, please stick with me. <laughs> Have any of you sent uh, a saliva on a stick back to uh, Ancestry.com? Have you done that? <laughs> they check your DNA and then they tell you where you came from. <laughs> I did it, I've done it. Yeah, here's my results. It, 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 I'm 80, 1% England, Wales, and Northwest Europe. 14% Ireland, Scotland, 5% German. <laughs> but I declare to you that I have a new DNA. And my new DNA, because I'm born of God, born of His Spirit. <laughs> my DNA reads 100% God the Father. If you're born in his spirit, 100% God the Father. 100% God the Father. How many times have you heard, oh, he's just like his dad. Mm -hmm. He's just like his mom. Or she's just like his mom. 
<laughs> I want to tell you, here's some, here's some DNA results that you have. If you're born of His Spirit, if you're born again, this is your DNA. Here's, here's, let me give you the results of your DNA. It says, Romans 5.5, 5, God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. Here's another DNA truth. Galatians 5, 22, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within us accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-resistant continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. Oh, he, oh, she is just like her father. Our father, God, you and I. If you and I are Christ followers, if, this is big, I've always said this, there's a God part to it and there's your and my part to it. We have a responsibility before God. If, if we are going to stand strong, if we are going to walk this love walk, if we are going to be in a atmosphere of heaven, if when we get taken to heaven, we understand the culture, we need to do our part. We need to prepare ourselves. You and I have the DNA of God if you're born again. Those were DNA truths. He's talking about you. I, you know, when there's a promise in the Bible, I like to say, he's talking about me. Talking about me. He's talking about me. <laughs> if you've walked with God and if you'd allowed him to deal with your heart, you're starting to renew your mind, then the truth is God has corrected and disciplined us. He's instructed us through his word. And we have made progress displaying this love. We have. But we have to yield greater to the Holy Spirit. Oh, there's so much greater work to be done in us, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. However, listen, we're being prepared as citizens of heaven. It, count, it counts across the board. It counts in ministry. It, it, it counts in your family. It counts with the people around you, your neighbors. It, it counts, it even counts in politics. You might be upset at some people, but here's a, let's change our paradigm thinking. When you read the headlines and when you watch the news and instead of getting out of shape, bent out of shape, Make it a mission field where you pray for those individuals. You ask God's love to be poured out into their heart also, that they would come to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. <laughs> what if somebody misses, mistreats you at the store here? Look at this one. See, I'm talking about your DNA. We want to be just like dad. We want to be like our heavenly father. It, somebody mistreats you at the store, and it's going to happen. Look what it says here, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. So the Bible's full of things, understanding about the character of God. It's all preparing us for the culture of heaven. So let's yield to the spirit of the living God. Let's read the Bible. Let's renew our mind. Let's think like the Bible thinks. Look at this. It says, be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Hmm. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, or verse 12. This is really important. Haters, hated, stirs up strife, but love covers. Love covers, what does it say? All transgressions. Then Peter says the same thing. He says, above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. What we really need to do is ask God to soften our hearts. And your heart of hearts, you need to, and I too. I want to tell him, I want to be this way, Lord. I want to be this way. I want to represent you correctly. This is really counterculture, isn't it? But it's the culture of heaven. And if you're born again, you're a citizen of heaven. Last week we talked about not in your own strength, but in his strength. But in his strength, as we yield to him and allow him to lead us, to be the guide of our lives. This is what Jesus said. This is how we can do it. John 14, verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. We need power from on high to represent Jesus in a proper way, here and now, and then... At the same time, we're getting used to the culture of heaven. So when we arrive there, we, we're not out of place. When we arrive there, we become one with it. <laughs> Let's live this way. Let's live this way. It'll change your household. It'll change the atmosphere. It'll bring you peace. It's what Jesus talked about at the very beginning. Go over these scriptures. Read them. Let's live this way. And I want to remind you, it's in your DNA. <laughs> it's in your DNA. Let's be a doer of this word. And we'll be ready for heaven. God bless you. God bless you. I thank you, Father, that you've written your law, your law of love on our hearts and on our minds. And we declare that we will be doers of your word. Like father, like son, like brothers and sisters, it's in your DNA. God bless you.